Hey guys, welcome to the Fight Club Podcast. We exist to help men fight spiritual battles with spiritual weapons. Today, I want to talk to you about fighting lust, and this is part one of this lesson. We're going to break this up into two lessons because so much needs to be said about this. Uh, But today, I'm going to talk about two things, the foundation of marriage, and I'm going to answer the question, what is lust? If you go back to Genesis, we read that God created the heavens and the earth and all that is in them, and that includes man. And from the rib of of man, he made a woman and he brought her to the man. And the man said, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. So there are some who say that this is like the first love poem. And I think what the point is, is that it is obvious here that Adam was extremely attracted to her, right? And so we see from God's creation that physical attraction was God's gracious gift and his beautiful design. It was something he gave to us as a blessing to to bless man. And at this point, sin had not entered the world. There was no confusion. There was no conflict. And so all you see is this raw um, initial origin of the attraction, physical attraction of man to woman. And it is a blessing. It's, a beauty, it's part of the beauty of God's creation. Then we get to Genesis 2.24. It says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife are both, were both naked and were not ashamed. So here you have the next basic step of you of marriage this which or the next basic step is the design of marriage in in the most raw basic form that we can ever see it in um and so what we have here is the foundation for life for the human race um and so man and woman are connected through physical intimacy for life these these phrases hold fast and one flesh they give us this image of an unbreakable bond between one man and one woman and again there still is no shame there's no sin yet there's no guilt there's no fear there's no conflict but also i want to point out that there are no pastors to do marriage ceremonies and there is no government to declare or declare what marriage is and what it's not. Um, And so you just have two people in the eyes of God um, becoming married through sexual intimacy. And so from the very beginning, that was the only sign of marriage is you have one man and one woman who have been physically joined through sexual intimacy. And, and, and so what that means is that even today, things are a lot more confusing, but anyone that someone has sex with is married in God's eyes. And so the reason for that is, is that he created that as a gift only for marriage. And so we have a lot of confusion with this today because people think they can sleep together and live together and still not live in sin because they're not officially married or whatever. Um, But that is simply not the case. Every time someone has 
physical intimacy, sexual intimacy with someone, it is as if they are getting married. And so if they get up the next morning and they break off from one another, that is divorce in God's eyes. So there's a there, there needs to be, it's so simple. There, there's so much clarity there. But it's interesting here, God designs marriage uh, in the most basic sense. And then the very next passage is Genesis 3. And here's what it says. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. So Satan enters the picture right after marriage is created. That should be of no shock to us. Um, Marriage is a huge threat to Satan. And and we're thinking big picture here. This is, we've talked about spiritual battles and the spiritual epic, spiritual invisible war that is going on even today. Um, Satan is threatened by strong, healthy, lifelong marriages. And here's why. It is because marriage is a powerful tool for God. First of all, marriage was created for procreation. So, um, you know, marriage, a big reason God created marriage was so that humans would uh, procreate, multiply, and fill the earth. There's this theme of multiplying and filling the earth over and over in Genesis and throughout Scripture. But the second thing is, is that marriage displays God's glory. There is no greater image of God's love for us than in the role of a husband and a wife towards one another. And so um, one of Satan's primary goals in his strategy for his uh, epic battle of trying to steal God's glory is to destroy marriage. He has been seeking ways to screw up the family unit ever since the beginning. This is why this sentence immediately follows God's design for marriage. And so you can trace the crumbling of any society back to the destruction of the family unit. We can trace the destruction of the family unit back to lust. And so history has shown this over and over and over. History repeats itself again. And so today, where we're at today, we are surrounded by all kinds of sexual immorality. But if you go back and you study history, it's really nothing new under the sun. It's just repackaged and it's coming back with a vengeance. And it all traces back to this word lust. Uh, And so... That's the seed. Lust, you could say, is the seed that is planted for the downfall of society. So if you're thinking lust is harmless, uh, I had buddies who used to say, oh, there's nothing wrong with window shopping is kind of an old phrase we used to use at college. Uh, It is harmful. And so I'm going to take us uh, through this. And first, I'm going to answer what is lust. And that's where I'll stop today. And then uh, next week, I'm going to answer the questions, what does lust do? What what are the effects of lust? And then how do we fight lust? So let's go back today and just simply define it. Um, There's confusion, of course, surrounding this term. But the word lust in its origin, in its most basic sense, simply means desire. 
and it indicates a really strong desire or craving. So it is not always used as a negative word. Even in the New Testament, it's used in in some places that have positive meaning. But the vast majority uses of this word refer to uncontrolled sexual desire for a woman that is not your wife. And it could be the other way around, for a woman, for a man that is not her husband. But primarily, uh, over the years, this has been more of an issue for men. So, look, uh, looking at any woman that is not your wife, uh, fantasizing about a woman uh, without her clothes on, fantasizing about a woman as if you are having sexual relations with her, this is lust. Um, single dudes, that's all women for you. It doesn't matter that you're not married. Any woman that you do this with, it, that is lust. Uh, married dudes, right? This is all women, but your wife. Um, so the, the boundaries are clear. There is no, should be no confusion. Um, Matthew chapter 5, 27 to 28, Jesus says, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Bottom line, lust is adultery. There is no difference in God's eyes. You are treating a woman as if she's your wife when she is not your wife. And anything outside the boundaries of God's creation and design for marriage is sin. This includes fantasizing about a woman that is not yours. I remember the first time I saw pornography, I was in middle school and I went after school. We all got off the bus and went over to a a friend's house and he had, you know, a magazine with, with nude women in it. Um, And then I remember another point in, in college. um, And I had some great friends good Christian friends in college and, and college is a tough place because you, it's a fork in the road, literally like you, you can go any of two, two directions in, in multiple ways. But I remember coming home from class and my door was open to my room and some guys were hanging out and there was this guy who was not my friend. He, he, it really ticks me off when I think about this today, but this guy who was not my friend at all, was on my computer looking at porn in my dorm room. And so the seed was planted. And so Satan, you know, has done whatever he can over the years to make it as easy as possible for us to lust. Um, we, We have way too easy of an access to pornography today. And it's not just the magazines anymore. It's not even just the websites anymore. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but you know, a lot of younger families, we're, we're cutting the cable. We're, we're tired of paying too much for cable. So we're streaming online. So we are getting Amazon Prime and Netflix and Hulu and things like this. Well, one thing I've noticed is that um, these streaming services, they don't have requirements or rules regarding nudity. And so we're seeing more and more nudity in just regular television shows. And so we have to watch that and be careful of that. But but even worse, and this is just 
just just blows my mind. Um, I, I began to hear about this as a as a youth pastor, and that's that middle schoolers and high schoolers are now sending nude photos of each other to to one another. And so it's just out of control. And so we we have seen this development of a culture of, of lust over several generations. This has been gradually increasing over multiple generations. And so each one becomes more and more enslaved to lust. And, and here's the thing, guys. Again, big picture here of the spiritual battle. Satan is especially aiming this weapon at the men. Women struggle with lust uh, for sure in their own way, in different ways than men, but we are more visibly, uh, visually driven, uh, more visually attracted. It is very easy for us to, to go down that trail of lusting after women that do not belong to us, that are not our wives. And so, um, you know, it's, we need to just answer answer the simple question this week. I'm, I guess I'm keeping it short. Are you filled with lust? And if you are filled with lust, you need to confess your sins and God is eager to forgive you and he is eager to help you change and turn the corner on this. Uh, but we've, we have to wake up and identify that this is a real problem and, and stop denying it, stop hiding it, and, and realize that this is going on in our lives. And next week, we'll cover more of, of just the devastation that it's causing. Um, what does lust do? And then we're going to dig in more into how do we fight this? Because it's, it's, it's like an addiction. It's, it's like just another drug um, that, has, that has creeped up, that is pulling us away from God and pulling men away from doing what God's called them to do. So uh, I leave you with the question today, are you filled with lust? And if you are, confess your sins to the Lord and he is eager to forgive you and to, to reconcile with you and to help you get right. Um, if you have any questions about this, feel free to email me or text me or call me, whatever. Uh, but that's it for this week. We'll see you next week. Thanks.